0: September 20th 1987 a small boy was born to ed and ava dunham and was raised on a farm near creelman that little flower grew and grew until one day it blossomed to the man we know as sean brock dunham Today, he sits before me, digitally, of course, 33 years young, and fully, fully bearded. Sean, I speak for myself, Sonya, and I assume our listeners when I say happy birthday, and that you are the Dolores Van Cartier of our lives. That is a very high compliment. (laughs) It's Wednesday somewhere, and that means that you are, of course, listening to Spoiler Alert. Today, we are celebrating the life of our co-host, Sean Dunham, by looking at some of his favorites, old and new.
1: Sean, happy birthday. Man. Thank
2: you. I'm happy glad birthday. to do this retrospective.
1: Yeah. yeah uh, I, I, a... <laughs> I like how it does sound a little like Sean has died when he said we're going to be looking at his life. <laughs> but I'm still with I, you.
0: I may I, I may or may not have taken some of that from the in memoriam of a few things that
2: I looked at Wow. <laughs> Have you written my <laughs> obituary yet? I don't, <laughs> I don't want. I've got it and
0: Loaded. I've got a draft. Yeah. I like. Like, I'm not saying it's done, but like thirty minutes, and it would be good to go. Um, I'm of course joined by Zoom teleconference uh, by the birthday boy himself, Sean, and the lady host, Sonia. Hey, guys. How are you? Hi. Good. How's your uh, How's your week been in the uh, the the you know the post apocalypse?
2: Oh, and now there's a major orange haze outside. It's really mm-hmm. stepping the apocalypse up.
0: It's it's true It's uh Yeah this whole thing Did you read This is like a total aside But they may have found Signs of life Signs of life In Venus's atmosphere
2: I you, did read that And I didn't even blink what? Oh my
0: God, Like Like this is the year That they're coming Right This is the year of aliens Honestly it be the, Save us Wouldn't it be the best If we just found out Trump was an alien Like wouldn't that just Like be such a relief You're just like Oh Like he's brainwashed All these people Because he's got mind powers Oh. You know, like, wouldn't that just be the best?
1: Deep side. We find out
0: half, half, half the United States is lizard people. Anyway, dreams <laughs> aside.
2: Yeah. Um... <laughs> we are four years into this sci-fi film, so the third act better start soon.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Um. Okay. So uh, this week what we did is uh, Sean sent us two of his favorite movies for Sonya and I to watch, review, rediscover, learn. And then uh, Sonya and I took some time out of our busy schedules to pick a... A birthday a birthday movie for Sean that uh, he hasn't seen before and I don't think Sonia had seen before no. either. Um, that we could also talk about because it's a movie that for a while I have I've thought you would appreciate. But let's start off with Sean's picks. Sean, um, can you talk about your choices and your connection to them?
2: Please? Yes, of course. So I chose two that I found to be my most formative films. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of through lines, a lot of tie-ins as you might have seen. Even yes, to the one indeed. you suggested, I found a few connections. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh,
0: if, if if anyone, yeah, we'll we'll reveal what these are, but I am certain they take place in the same universe.
2: Yeah. They uh, yeah. They both are heavy on female comic performances and uh and musical numbers and uh, I'm excited to share them both with you.
1: Yay. Mm-hmm.
0: What are they, Sean?
2: Tell okay, me. so what the are... first one is a little film called First Wives Club. Now, oh, this, is so good. this is about uh, three women who are going through. They were friends with Stalker Channing in university. She sadly commits suicide right at the beginning of the film. She pulls a full Drew Barrymore and Scream. And it's quite rough. You, yeah, you really is... think Stalker's going to be in it, and she's not. And then, Mm -hmm. so then they meet up, they realize that they all were dumped by their long-term partners for a younger woman, and then they hatch a scheme to get revenge on them, and then the scheme kind of changes, Uh, but they never lose their humor, their friendship. There is some tears along the way, (laughs) and um, and honestly, the one-liners come thick and fast with this. It's Mm -hmm. infinitely quotable.
0: Well Bette Midler is just and like that's her role in it. Like she's just a machine of these there there must have been eighty people working to get all those lines. Oh yeah,
2: she's a one liner machine. Yeah. Um Goldie Hahn is mm-hmm. one of, is the best she's ever been. Like that's so good. Her not only does she look so gorgeous, that hair, uh but she's also just so funny. She's like she's a drunk, she's tragic, she's funny, she's glamorous. Mm-hmm. She's, she's just so good in this.
0: It's uh, I completely agree. No, they, yeah, they both. Anyway, Um, so, Sonya, have you seen this before?
1: I have, First but Wasteland? not for a long time. And I sort of, like, remembered bits and pieces of it, but to re-experience it as a whole was so delightful to me. I really, I love that movie. Um,
0: I, I liked it. I have one specific gripe, but I would like to say...
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that- it's not without its...
0: No, Probably no. as a no, film, no, no, for no. sure. No, no, yeah. no. But um, I saw this movie for the first time. I am not certain, but I am pretty sure that it was heavily edited on a little thing we like to call TBS. Mm. And when it was, like, pitched to me to watch, and, like, I think it was, like, the, the, like the, the commercial, and then it literally started playing. It was pitched as a Jessica Parker, Sarah Jessica Parker movie.
1: That's oh. disgusting.
0: Which is, like totally wrong like that's not it's pretty offensive
1: to sort of the whole idea of the film
0: (laughs) and i i don't know that i can could have recalled any uh specific details before we watched it for the preparation of this show but that was the only sort of experience i had had with it
2: that is so funny Uh, because like it's true that the entire cast is a star in their own way like it's actually mm -hmm. everybody is someone but it is you know she's a very small cog of the film
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and it's kind of about, like, the pain of being a middle-aged woman in our society and being replaced by younger women who are thin Mm -hmm. and beautiful, which is, like, very much the role Sarah Jessica Parker plays. So then for her to – anyway, it's (laughs) funny to me.
2: For Shelly the Barracuda to get in there. (laughs)
1: Shelly the Barracuda. (laughs)
0: Um, but, uh, yeah, like, we're kind of already in this. Um, I'm going to say this. You guys are not going to like it. Um. I, I'm not a big Diane Keaton fan.
2: Well, she was, she's a tough pill to swallow in this one. A yeah. Little bit.
0: Well, and, uh, I really felt like she was either being herself or acting. Like she really had two different modes and I, I think it's a costume thing because she does take a lot of control, which I think is a thing that's okay. There are a ton of other actors who do this, right? Who are themselves. Dwayne, the rock Johnson is the exact same character. Again and again. And maybe I'll get sick of it. I don't know. And but, this is um, not the first
2: time you've compared Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Diane Keaton. And probably not the <sighs> Well, last. they do have very similar
1: <laughs> uh, fashion sense.
0: That's true. That's you true. You know, like high-waisted
1: baggy pants. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, she was the weakest part of this oh, for, for sure. me. Especially compared to... Goldie Hawn and Bette Midler's performances, and I get that that was the point, right? Like, like that was literally what they were trying to do. But uh, a few every once in a while, I was just like, "Who is this lady?" She like, is like, so
2: who? much more manic and shrieky than I kind of remember. Like there was a few moments where I was just like, "Okay, Diane, like I, I don't, I don't really know what you're doing." Yeah, <laughs> but
1: yeah, a um, lot of like, screaming.
2: A lot of Uh, screaming, uh, which is very out of character for, like, that – for what her character is supposed to be, which is, like, a wallflower um, with, like, self-esteem issues. And then all of a sudden, she's just, like, wildly shrieking. And, like, the other two show their hurt and pain in a myriad of ways, as Mm -hmm. an actor would do, but (laughs) she just goes –
0: And not to mention, like, the scene, so, at at you know, two-thirds through the way of the film, they, of course, have a fight, because that's what happens two-thirds of the way through things. Um And uh, I was so happy that she was sort of the third one that they went to. Like, when Goldie goes to see, um, why can't I remember any of character's name? Yes, thank you. Like, it's such a human moment, and, like... Really, it's like they're still grieving for their friend. I literally have no idea how much time had passed between that moment and this one. Like, it's either been three hours or 80 weeks. I don't... <laughs> I really don't know. But, um you know, like, it was just... It was such a, like you know, such a good command of their characters as they have these real human moments where they have to like, set aside all these other problems they legitimately have with one another to function or not destroy themselves. And then uh, Diane Keaton's just like, packing up her desk.
2: Yeah, she's like, bye. (laughs) Like, that's all she That's the moment, like, the triple slap is a moment that really stuck out to me as jumping the shark. I was like, when did this happen, or how did this escalate (laughs) to all of you slapping each other? Which is great, but yeah. it was, like, very surprising.
0: It's true. Uh, Sonya, what, what are some moments that you that stuck out at you from uh, First Wives Club?
1: Well, I forgot about the musical number, like, namely, You Don't Own Me, which is a great song and has now been stuck in my head all weekend. Um...
2: Fun fact: I, for- I tried to pitch that as a an air band in grade six, <laughs> and nobody was going for it. I, I, would, <laughs> oh, I would. I would have From, the, gone from this, done this it. film yeah. also. I would have done it.
1: I would have done it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I'd be your Goldie, your bet. I would even be your Diane if you wanted. I have, Somebody's I got it,
0: hun- Jeremy. <laughs> you could be <laughs> Diane. <laughs> I have I have a hundred percent of the wardrobe to be Diane Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> I could meet you in an hour and we could do this. No problem.
1: Is that I can't actually sing. But- One question I had was: Is that her real voice?
2: Um. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Her singing. It was? I wouldn't be. Nothing I read seems to say I'll, that it wasn't. I'll give it a Google.
1: Okay. Thank you. Um, but yeah. I I did forget about Stockard Channing. Um, and what happens to her? And at the beginning of the movie, I was like, Oh, she's in this. That's fun. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh, perhaps not. Um, I I don't know how I feel about um brenda and mort reconciling
0: what do you guys
1: think of that i
0: i think i think they like i i think they tried to do something interesting with three very different stories Mm -hmm. right like three very big variations of what it could be but um it it just felt very like rammed in yeah um, in my
2: research today i found out that Jon Stewart was originally supposed to play Goldie Hawn's love interest, Mm -hmm. but then, and he was in the film, or, like, they filmed all his scenes, but then they just edited him completely out, uh, which is very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, so they they must have been like, this doesn't really work. But, yeah, and because Morty, of the three, like, isn't even the best why? Well, no. I don't know. Well, so. he's, I mean,
1: he's not necessarily the worst one. Like, and it's clear throughout the film, like, from the beginning, it is clear that she still loves him. So I guess, like, they did kind of, like, lay the groundwork for that choice. But I feel like there was no, like, he kind of just has the realization and then goes to her and then they're back together. Like, he kind of just realizes that SJP is awful and then goes back to her and then it's fine. Like, there's no, like but, but only because middle, she like you know?
2: basically bankrupts him like
0: yeah
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i don't know i just didn't feel and, that it was necessarily earned but
0: and like she's okay with the crime as long as she's using it for leverage yeah you know like like oh she doesn't actually care and it was like you know stolen from her dad i think you know like it just is it, it was it was kind of a cool note especially when they were like they like you know stole him right they like kidnapped him basically uh like that was all really fun but i was just like are they gonna murder like are they gonna straight up kill (laughs) this man like (laughs) like what is happening why is she okay with this but uh operation Hell's Fury
2: could have gone so badly Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) there's i think there's a a version of this where you know after page
1: 136
0: in the script they all just get whacked and thrown into a cement pit (laughs) and they all the women just take over and that's it
1: i think i might have preferred that ending
0: it might have been it would have been cleaner for sure, way cleaner.
2: It, it is interesting cleaner. that there wasn't another love interest that somebody like was kind of meeting along the way.
1: Mhm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um but maybe yeah, I guess maybe that wouldn't work. There's a lot of plates in the air. Um also another a set piece that really stuck out to me is when they had to they were forced to go to the lesbian bar to pick to, yeah. to tell Chris what their plan was. And it was like is this just cuz it will be funny? Uh which it was because Leah Delaria is there and she is amazing, mm-hmm. and uh, and we got and one of my favorite scenes is when Brenda's showing her picture to the as a lesbian broke up with her partner and she's crying and then Brenda's like this is that's like what happened to me and Morty and then she's like whoa she's bush <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it's fully like Dan Hidea. very funny.
0: Uh- uh, I, I was a little confused with the relationship with the daughter, which I liked a lot, but like her look drastically changed whether or not she was like playing the part of a lesbian or not within the, you know, like she, uh, she looks completely different every single time you wow, see her. This is
2: the life of a code switcher. Code switching.
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, I think so.
0: God. But, uh, cause when was this movie made? 92? Earlier?
2: Uh, great question.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm mixing my facts up. Anyway, I uh well, quite a few of the things that we're going to talk about today do not. God, that was 19...
1: 1996? Yeah, that's what? what I thought, but then I oh
0: didn't want I thought it was holy wrong. cow. Well, it never. You're usually right, son. Si, I don't know why you do that. Anyway, but um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Both uh, two of the films that we will talk about today have very strange relationships to any kind of gayness at all um which is used for humor but uh also like fear i guess i don't know it yeah. just seems so foreign yeah to it's me a little now, classic you know?
1: 90s gay panic
0: yeah and like you know the way she's like using it to like
1: to hurt like her hurt father.
0: her dad so <laughs> yeah yeah it's just something so strange but maybe maybe in 96 that's what it was all about i don't know
1: but I honestly think that's probably still a dynamic that plays out at times. Like, if you have a parent who you don't think is, like, accepting and you have a complex relationship to them, like, I could see that being a thing that kind of happens is just, fair. like, in a moment of escalation. You're like, well, guess what?
0: <laughs> Here we I'm clear. I don't know. Wow. But- yeah. No, I think that's, you know, a fair point. Yeah, it is uh- interesting. <laughs> Anyway, uh, shall we move on to, to Sister Act? Oh, I forgot one last note here. You yeah. guys noticed a young Timoth- Timothy Oliphant? Yes. his
2: big break? I did. I barely recognized him.
0: Yeah. Um, th- as this was his Brent,
2: first. A Brent Arturian film.
0: Mm-hmm. It was his first, like, entry into movies.
1: Wait, where was he?
2: He was he was the director. The director that Elise is, she's like, "How oh, do you see Monique? Yeah, okay. I like, didn't
1: even clock like, him. like, The Crit yeah.
2: Keeper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she's like oh I say, I say we go the whole way i say we go all the way
1: yeah i do feel like i do feel like that whole commentary on like what you can play as an actress like that mm-hmm. has not changed oh her line of her when she's
2: like there's three ages of women in hollywood babe district attorney and driving miss daisy it's like some, one that sticks out to me a lot. Yeah. And you like, yeah, Ra- that's still true. When Rob Reiner's like, if I give you any more facelift, you're gonna be able to blink your lips. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. There's a lot of really great lines.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, the other movie that you picked, Sean, was okay. a little movie named Sister Act. Yeah. before we begin, I have to admit out out proud to you guys that until whatever it was, 36 hours ago, I thought Sister Act Two was sister
2: act 1 Oh <laughs> that happened I didn't,
0: I didn't know I didn't know uh, I've definitely seen it before but I was, a whole bunch was revealed to me Because you thought the then,
2: full title was like Sister Act Back in a Habit or something?
0: I oh. don't I just I, I don't think I ever knew. A part of me really hopes that it was like a VA, VHS cover switch.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Like someone switched the but I don't know for sure. I have no idea. But I've I've watched it and my mind is clear. Sean, what's this movie about?
2: Well, this movie um this movie is one of the finest films ever made. Truly. I will have to say that. Like with the other with First Wives Club, there's like plotting issues and like just some kookiness. But this one I think is tight, tight, tight. Um so Dolores Van Cartier, played by Whoopi Goldberg, witnesses a mob murder. Uh, She's a Vegas showgirl, and so then she hides out as a nun awaiting trial and gets into a lot of shenanigans, including teaching a terrible choir how to sing beautifully using her showgirl magic, and it's literally the best. It's so good.
0: Uh, The thing I did not realize is that this is not a movie about singing nuns. It is a movie about a person in hiding from the mafia, and sometimes they sing. And True. I, I did not I did not remember it that way because mm. as I texted you guys, it was the movie was half over before <laughs> we even started the singing.
2: Well, OK, so there are like <laughs> there are four numbers in this, which mm-hmm. I respect because all four of them are amazing. Very, very tight.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, it begins with a Vegas medley, which uh, you must have missed in your in your go through. Because, I, I'm
0: talking I'm talking about singing nuns, okay? Okay. Like that... Like that that uh, You ask any person on the street what Sister Act about, and they will say, oh, it's about a bunch of nuns who sing. That's what 100% of people will no. say it. But and, I feel like and, you should and,
2: not I, discount the Vegas performance because Jennifer Lewis is up there. It's, like, it's amazing. And they're, that medley is so funny because the showroom is empty. No one's paying attention mm-hmm. to them. They're doing an amazing show. They're also... Whoopi is hilarious. She's very funny during this film. Uh, like the, there's so much comedy in the songs. And one of them is when they do the, they switch to the falsetto, like, I love him. I love him. I love him. (laughs) Like that part. I will laugh every time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just Dolores Van Cartier is basically high drag from the beginning. She's in just like a purple satin bra with like, like a lace top over it, two fur coats at one point. <laughs> yeah, huge hair. It's it's just so incredible. Also, this role was w- written for Bette Midler. Surprise, surprise. But she oh, turned it down.
0: It? I had no idea. That's incredible.
2: But I think Whoopi brought, uh, like her own like amazing stamp to it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, no, it's... I like. I'm sure Bet would have, you know, eaten it up, but, like, it's hard for me to imagine anyone other than Whoopi in that role. True. Like she just infuses it with her magic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I actually, uh, watching it made me mad be- that she's, like, doing the view now. <laughs> the- Honestly, she was true. On- like, get, well, she was get, also get this talent Star back Trek. out there. She was also on Star Trek and, like, another knockout performance. And, like, on like a staple of the show like on there for years and Mm -hmm. years you know doing great performances again and again and you know it's just like well she's
2: one of our most decorated actresses she's got an egot (laughs) exactly um and i love uh okay so we should say that the the leader of the nuns (laughs) mother superior is played Mm -hmm. by maggie smith whom also had a minor role in First Wives Club as Ganilla mm-hmm. Garson Goldberg, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, sh- I did not realize that Maggie would be a bit of a throughline for through these, but here she is. She's very funny. She is when they're asking her to try and hide Whoopi Goldberg, she's like, "This is a conspicuous person designed to stick out." <laughs> <And> <laughs> she's just such a curmudgeon. I love a loving curmudgeon.
0: Yeah, uh, eventually, Sonia. What are your thoughts on Sister Act?
1: I love this movie. I love the, I love the whimsy of it. I love Kathy and Jimmy, especially. Just mm-hmm. like really makes this movie for me. I love the singing. I love the scene where they go to the biker bar. <laughs> um, there's like not really a part I don't love that I can think don't
2: of. We we probably did bring this up during the Kathy and Jimmy episode. But, yeah, she she really eats this role up. And, like, like, what I admire the most is being very funny in a song. Like, there's one song that's literally just for the nuns to be funny. where Because they, yeah. they all mm-hmm. just have weird voices and weird deliveries. And they each have just, like, a line that they pipe in. And, it, <laughs> and it's very good. It's, like, a German accent or, like, a weird old <laughs> quavery lady voice. Or the one that's just uh, like,
0: and hey, I'm gonna, <laughs>
2: <laughs> whoever that is.
0: Uh, no, it's pretty great. Uh, I have yet. I I now need to watch uh, Act Two. Back in the habit. So it's called. It's mm-hmm. it's Back also
1: in. really good. It um, is good, well, but it's, it is
2: different because none of the nuns yeah. are there. It, yeah, it turns into like a, a teenagers.
1: Yeah,
0: well, a lot teenagers. of the things I remember. I remember are definitely from the second one. And I was like, Oh, they're kind of excluded. And act two of this movie is really just a quick montage of them cleaning up the streets and singing uh, yeah. over the corsa. Of... So I think that that's why they made act two later is that it's supposed to go in, oh. in there, but I'll test that theory out on my own. Thank you. Um, but uh, um, I, the whole time, I, and it, maybe it's because I have seen some parts of it before, but I was just like, oh, this is going to happen next. And then it totally was a different, random, crazy thing that just sort of like freight trained this movie forward. And then at some point it all just sort of comes to a head and they like con a helicopter pilot to fly them to Reno, like by praying for him. Yeah,
2: like, Maggie is Smith is so... very manipulative, <laughs> yeah. even though she pretends that she's not. Some yeah.
1: classic Catholic guilt going on. Ba- oh, super, yeah. And I mean,
2: they only are a choir. They only are a good choir for like a month before the Pope yeah. hears of them and decides yeah. to plan a trip there. So it that's, does not that's take how few
0: choirs are that good, but uh, I do love how like the the nunness of it kept coming up. Where like you know the bad guys didn't want to hurt a nun or you know any sort of uh, nonsense like that. And uh, I did appreciate that whole thing. And Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel is
2: her mob boyfriend. I wasn't mm-hmm.
0: expecting it, and I if you had I, if you had made a bet with me, I would not have. That's a Dustin Hoffman in Star Wars situation. For <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh... anyway, you guys. Well, oh, I was go just ahead, gonna
2: sorry. say one. My last thing is that what I don't like about movies about performances is that they always the actors tell you how great the performance is mm. or like how it's going to be, and it can never add up or like will never measure up. And this is one of the few where the performances are actually incredible. And yeah. it's not just like this weird build up where like, okay, I guess I'll pretend in this world that it was good.
1: Yeah, like oh. that scene where they first do their like mashup performance at church and then like the youths come in off the street because it's oh, so yeah. so those good. Cool <laughs> those cool girls. Those cool cool kids. Um, wait, wait that but like those also the mashups, like those songs. I think they will live deep in my brain forever. Like, I could sing for you guys every word of them right now and have always been able to, as far as I know, because they're just so good. Anyway. They are.
0: Yeah, no, okay. I completely agree. But with that, we should probably take a break. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM Regina Community Radio. Tuned in to the community. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM cjtr regina community radio we are celebrating sean dunham today Yay. on his 33rd year of life by looking at some stuff that he's super into but uh first does anyone know what time it is anyone have any idea well it's have a september
2: clock? 20th it's, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> almost Definitely four in the morning the <laughs>
2: something might have happened then
1: it's game time people oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow 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 wow
2: wow wow nice. will have to that's pay royalties
0: Oh! Nailed it, Sonia. I thought it it was short enough. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend probably like 10 minutes this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Are you two ready to play the game? Yes. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. This week's title is Windprints.
1: P r i n t s. -S?
0: Yes, Windprints.
1: Okay. Sean, birthday boy. Why don't you go first? Uh,
2: okay, so I say um, I believe that it is uh, about an artist who's a failing artist. He is really desperate for money, um, and he just he figures out a, a concept of making art where he holds he puts a net into some paint and he holds it close to a canvas and then he just lets loose a big fart and it use, and it makes like an amazing little spray pattern and people really go nuts for his wind prints and so he starts selling them and uh, and he makes a lot of money um, but then obviously you know so there's some shenanigans people start ripping him off uh, and uh, he has to you know fight with <laughs> copyright issues
0: <laughs> wow thank you sean yeah. uh first of all you should write that down because that's a better idea than, <laughs> than than anything i'm about to tell you uh and if this movie can get made your movie can get made for sure and uh, yeah sonia what's what's win prints to you
1: well i'm happy to report that both sean and i are mature adults <laughs> who <laughs> thought about You know, the deepest possible interpretation of this title, because I think Windprints is about a scientist who discovers that actually every time we fart, it (laughs) creates this, like, this, like, physical embodiment, this, like, imprint that exists in this alternate kind of dimension, but he figures out a way to go to that alternate dimension to try and solve, I don't know, some world problem, but then discovers that this dimension is completely clouded and, like, obstructed by these, like, monstrous Creations, these wind prints <laughs> that have been created oh. by our farts. Oh um, my god. And so he has to figure out, you know, and then maybe actually when he goes through the first time, he opens a doorway and then the farts start coming into our world. Oh no. And people can kind of experience them. And so oh my god. He has to fix that.
0: Sonia, that movie would kill in Germany.
1: Why? No, Why absol-
0: Germany? Oh my god. Because that's they love that stuff out there. Okay, you guys. Um- <laughs> the real fart people, the Germans. <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, w- uh, let me, let me see if I can find this thing. So, uh, this is the first title we've ever had that has no digital footprint whatsoever. There's no synopsis I could read. No digital there's windprint har- anywhere. There's, 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 <laughs> there's there's nothing. Uh, so it's, I'm, I'm on Wikipedia right now and it's windprints page is in black. It is not a link that you can click on,
2: Ooh. but,
0: uh, this nineteen ninety film, uh, starring one Sean Bean. Ah. See what I see what I did there. Um, is about uh Sean Bean plays a I don't know if he's a detective or just a guy, but he's going to South Africa to try and catch a murderer. That's essentially hmm. I, I'm skipping a whole bunch of stuff, but uh that's what it's about. And it's about racial inequality in the area. But neither here nor there. Um and uh because of what I've read about Wind Prince and because of what I've heard about Wind Prince, I'm awarding you each point two five of a point uh, wow, for your okay. ideas. I think I think they're worthy. Wow. Um, yeah, you guys. Uh, not Wind Prince, but the game is, of course, brought to you by the biggest theater in town, standing at over 18 Sean Beans tall. Oh, he's uh, a yeah, that's true. The Kramer IMAX Theater at the Saskatchewan Science Center is probably the best theater to go to right now, without a doubt. Guys? They, uh, yeah.
1: I went. You we did it.
2: You did.
1: I oh, overcame man. all my anxieties. Just kidding. I still mm-hmm. had them there, but.
0: Yeah.
2: I, <laughs> it took, it I, I brought them with, them with you. me. I squashed them down.
1: I squashed them down. I wore you my mask the whole time. You bought several tickets for them. It did feel quite mm-hmm. safe. I felt very, um,. Appreciative of the safety measures that they're taking. So, for all my other little anxious friendos out there, if you are really jonesing to go to the theater, I feel like that's the one.
0: Did you did you get a bag of prepackaged popcorn where there was a bag over the bag so that it was sealed? No, I did
1: not. I didn't that's feel I do. didn't feel good about eating. So,
0: oh, that's fair. <laughs> but.
1: <laughs> you know i was i just like i literally just wore my mask the whole time and then what i wanted to take a sip you just of water I would your turn hands to in your lap side. and didn't I buy would, a
0: snack <laughs> <laughs> or anything
1: i would turn to the side and just take off my mask take a drink of water quick and then put it back on
0: <laughs> you should have just got a straw sonia just oh a straw i should and have, and have yeah. or
1: one of those helmets with the
0: yeah that's that's what a lot of people are talking yeah, about yeah camel packs will save your life Gotta mm-hmm. get one of those. Um <laughs> anyway, uh thank you for playing this birthday edition of the game. Uh we're of course talking about Sean's favorite movies for his birthday, but right now we're gonna talk about Sean's new favorite movie? Maybe uh,
2: maybe. maybe. Is, it, is, it high,
0: is it high up, Sean? How did I do how did I do?
2: Um so yeah, for this one, Jeremy and Sonya chose a film what was it, based off of trailers, based off of well, Jer- uh, let's
1: be real. Jeremy made the choice, and then Sonya, like a classic dad, signed the birthday card.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's and that's <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, a few, a few, I think months ago, it wasn't even. But I remembered that the movie existed, and then I remembered that Sean had to see it. I was like, oh, this like there's a there's a synergy here, um, and I think I may have mentioned it on the show a few times. I think it's come up a couple times, um, but it's a little movie called Happy Texas.
2: And you uh, like it is the third film of, that we watched this week that ended with a musical number.
0: It well, it did. And that's why. Well, you know, if, if it's if it's about a prison bacon break in pageantry, Sean's in, right? I mean yeah. what yeah. else could what else could he want? Uh yeah, Sean, do you want to talk about what Happy Texas is about?
2: Sure. So this is my <laughs> first time seeing it. Uh it's about uh some inmates that uh escape from jail and then They steal a camper van and run, escape, and then on the way they realize that they, the camper van is of two, like, pageant magicians that are supposed to whip these, like, child, these children into shape.
0: Sean, Sean, uh, pageant masters. Pageant masters. (laughs) Yes. Like the, (laughs) my
2: mistake. (laughs) And uh, so then they get to the small town and shenanigans ensue because now they are trying to... Pose as a as a gay couple and also get these girls ready for their pageant. Um and it's starring C- Steve Zahn and uh Jeremy Northam. Who
0: yeah, is he is he in anything else? Okay, this is Have the you... thing
2: is Jeremy Northam is like a uh a British actor who's very a very good actor and singer. And I'm not sure why he was in this because he's usually quite classy. And the other film that he's most famous for is Gosford Park. Yeah. Starring Maggie Smith also. So oh! Six <laughs> degrees like
1: of Maggie another Smith. Little, yeah, exactly.
2: together. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's he was thing. like, he was extremely handsome, leading man. I have never <laughs> seen or heard of him before. And I was very taken with him. Yeah,
1: he. I was like surprised by the degree to which I was crushing on him. Yeah. Really? I I always thought he was kind of a scuzzball. He is. Like his character a hundred percent is. Yeah. But I was like, Yeah. yeah.
2: Are you saying know, that we shouldn't be attracted farming. to scuzzballs?
1: Like I'm, no. I'm Sean, saying, are we are shouldn't. you policing our
2: scuzz? <laughs> I'm
0: I'm saying that given the options of Wayne Wayne well. Wayne Jr. and Chappie, I don't know how you can't pick Chappie. Oh my god. So that's, that's what I So I'm, yeah,
2: William H. Macy stars also as the chief of police who uh is also a gay man and develops a crush on Jeremy Northam. And mm-hmm. William H. Macy per- puts in a legit great performance. Really good. I was crying at some one point.
0: Yeah. Well, and I feel like everyone does, like, this is played as straight as possible. Well. With the <laughs> huge exception of Steve Zahn. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Maybe. <laughs>
2: um,
1: and Steve Zahn's love interest.
0: Oh, my God, uh, Steve
1: Zahn's love
2: interest was giving me like full Heather Cameron vibes. Uh, <laughs> I don't yes. know if anyone knows her. She, I do. <laughs> she just like, everyone has like this Texas accent and they're just mm-hmm. like, and she is just a little kooky dance captain gal. Uh, and then all of a sudden her and Steve Zahn connect and have sex. <laughs> And, and the girls got the just like completely the out of nowhere for me, I was surprised.
1: I thought there was. Cr- I, there were a couple times where I was like, "Are there some sparks flying here?" And then I was like, "No, I think I've imagined that." And then, to my surprise, it, I was right.
0: But. Huge payoff.
2: Um, I really liked her. She's just like me too. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who else? Oh, this other woman that's in it. She's very small role. Her name is Mo Gaffney. She is uh, a writing partner of Kathy and Jimmy, and they do a lot of shows together. She's like the one, she's like the wife that, like, she just pops up every once in a while just to be like, to I, I don't even know what her role like, was. She's the but,
1: one who was like, we saw Liberace once. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she's like, he yeah. was sitting
2: on the far end of the counter, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> she basically was but, telling them that, like, they were respectable gays who didn't push it in your face. And he's mm-hmm. on the opposite end of that spectrum. I think but that actress
2: is so funny. I, like, she just pops up every once in a while. And I'm like, oh, Her. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, in Happy Texas, I really love that she, like, reaffirms, like, well, she, she has two jobs. She reaffirms whatever you've seen thus far, and tries to hawk all those things at that auction. Like, those are her two roles <laughs> oh, in the movie. the
2: Ming Vase? And then he's yeah. like, well, it's a Wyoming Vase. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, uh, like, like you know, there's the part where they kind of all meet up in the bank for a moment. And, you know, they're like, oh, we thought you were a robber, but it's actually just you, so that's okay. But it's all right. I like a manly man like Chappie here. And, like, we, like, iron out all these perfect little things mm-hmm. that they play with later on. But uh, I think the first time I saw it, I was really blown away that, that Chappie was gay. And uh, it didn't hit me until, like, way too late. Like, 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 really? They had, they, Even I,
2: after the the gun scene, I was,
0: I was so young, you guys. I like, I, oh. I don't know, but it, <laughs> oh, it was okay. like, like, they, it was after their meal. Like, it was after
2: what the day, after, after they go, after like, they go hey, on so... a date at the gay country bar.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's two <laughs> two and a half hours away.
2: Um, um, but when he's like, orders a steak so rare?" He's like, "Dehorn it, wipe his buttons, send it on out here."
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> uh, that was great. And then yeah. they do like these really intricate like. Um, dosey does, and <laughs> I thought that was very sweet. And then Jeremy Northam is like having a great time. Yeah. Also, this uh, like co- gay cowboy bar was so well attended and yeah, had thriving and served food, which is unlike any gay bar in the world. <laughs> yeah. And I was okay. like, I was very yeah.
0: impressed. Oh, you got to get down to that bar. Um, the scene after their date. I think is one of my favorites of all time when Steve Zahn is mad that he has to do all this pageant work. Because it's about their 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 criminals trying to rob the bank is their their overall plan. But the the conversation that they're having is about their partnership, right? But it's played exactly like a husband and wife who are from nineteen fifty or whatever. Um I and, I appreciate uh, that too because
2: just... at that point Steve Zahn, we have seen a montage of him putting in the work to become a good teacher and putting the girls through the paces. And I, I did, he brought like, he brought a lot of heart to that. Yeah. And I like, I really liked seeing him, uh, like really care about getting these gals into the finals. Mm-hmm. And, but he yeah. also just manhandles children, so willy-nilly like (laughs) but also in a very funny way like just grabbing people by the shirt and like whipping them everywhere Mm -hmm. it's very funny his
1: the montage of him when he decides that he's gonna fully commit and then starts doing the dance (laughs) (laughs) number but he's just like manically flailing his body around with such aggression and all these little girls are just like but then they all start to take him seriously. I I loved that part. Uh, I love Steve's on in this.
2: Um yeah, when, Steve's uh, on and when they do have that fight, and uh because I was also like, what is T- what is the other guy's role? All he does is walk around town yeah. willy-nilly walking into things. <laughs>
1: Schmoozing people.
2: And uh and then Steve's ends his fight. He's like, Well then you take over, and he's like, Fine. And he's like, Well, first I gotta make some little polka dot of flowers for the girls. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, when, when he, te- when he gets mad at that little girl for fighting and you're like, oh, you know, he's at least going to be an adult here, right? Like he's at least not going to, and then he's like, you go shoulder to base <laughs> when you punch. Like, it's, it's just a crazy, like he has no problem with fighting. Which comes it's back, moush, which, which comes back later. It does. It's the, um, yeah. Uh, Sonya, you'd ne- you never heard of this either. No. Oh man. God. Yeah, and I didn't so know good. what no. to
1: expect. And honestly, I was quite charmed by it. Yeah. It wasn't without its problems, obviously. It's a oh, movie God. about yeah. queerness from the 90s. Yeah. Um, but I was surprised. I, first of all, I was surprised by how... The lack of homophobic violence, I guess. Um, yeah. Not that there's none or like that it's not implied or anything. But it wasn't as bad as I expected. And then also, yeah, just like some some actual character development. Like the, I think the fact that Chappie is gay and like kind of, he, he's almost like the emotional center of the film in some ways, I would say. Yeah. Um yeah. It really helps, I think a lot, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I was just because
2: saying, the. Oh, sorry.
1: Sorry. No, I was just going to say like, I just really enjoyed it.
2: Like I, the other two are posing as a gay couple, but just uh, get into a hetero sex very quickly and easily and the women are very just like <laughs> well oh like no one's really surprised or like it just seems like a very like you're not actually yeah mm-hmm. which they weren't actually yeah but yeah i it was but it's just weird
0: but i do think that sonya you were correct in sort of touching on like because the real sincere sort of thread is Chappie, mm-hmm. right? Like, he's honest. He's a good man. He is, like, y- even in his sort of courtship, right? Like, he waits until he feels it's appropriate. Like, all these different things. You guys, when he is crying... That was that really is, like, sad. And, but it was like kind of funny. Yeah. You know, like, well, cause just, then like, there was a part where he's driving
2: good... by a suspicious car while he's crying, but then he's like,
0: ah, and
2: like <laughs> starts investigating, but still like sniffling.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, like, his relationship with Ron Perlman makes me deeply uncomfortable (laughs) for a bunch of reasons we're not going to talk about on the radio. But, um, you know, like, it's just, it was so great. And William H. Macy is so talented Mm -hmm. at conveying, like, he's super funny. He's super serious. He's all these different things. And it's also, like, a caricature of a sheriff, you know, like, it's just, and you start to cut through and, like, learn about him. And it's just too real. And then he saves the day, basically, right? Like, he... He does what he's supposed to, and shoot. He shoots the bad guy, but that's not, you know, the end of the story. I was surprised but,
2: that both of the main characters—spoiler alert—go right back to jail.
1: Me too. That's I what, thought they were just yeah. gonna magically fix that in the third. Yeah, act.
2: I <laughs> kind of wondered, or like that Steve Zahn would like uh, be a, an act, like become a pageant master because
1: well, he's good he at it. I is think she is Texas from too. prison, which I quite like. I really like that they just have a performance right outside the yard of the prison <laughs> so that all the <laughs> inmates can watch. I thought that was so cool.
2: And the performance is good. Those girls were It's fun. so
1: Okay, but one thing that I couldn't stop thinking about this whole movie is, so David and Steven, who are the gay men who they're posing as, yeah, yeah, they had this job in Happy, like lined yeah. up. So like, did why didn't they ever show up?
2: So it is so it is so handy the way it happened is because they didn't yeah. really want the job. So then when their trailer was stolen, they took it as an opportunity to just go just to Mexico and collect the insurance.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, they just have to wait a couple of weeks so mm-hmm. that they yeah made sure it was gone and then they could
2: because they in a real world they would have just phoned happy and like oh my gosh we'll be a day late our van got stolen Mm -hmm. and it would have not been a thing
1: yeah i was confused by that though i guess yeah and it was the insurance thing doesn't preclude you going to do anyway it doesn't yeah exactly it 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 distracted me the whole time
0: (laughs) but but they uh they very quickly sort of ran through it in the like in the opening right where yeah. all the setup happens before the actual story begins um but it is like a very quick quick moment but i would e- i would be equally as happy be, be as happy to watch a movie where we just follow those two instead of the guys who stole it like we just see what happens to I them did i did want think to that know more great. about those two yeah then you never find you never know never never know they just have a nice vacation um, yeah it's true and bicker. all right you guys Uh, I think we've done enough celebrating for Sean's birthday. Never enough.
1: Go away.
0: (laughs) Um, Unless you guys have anything else that uh, you'd like to bring up. I think it's about time that we moved into a little segment called. What you watching? So guys, what you (laughs) watching?
2: Well, besides these three uh, incredible films. uh, I also watched Beetlejuice this week. The Mm -hmm. Gina Davis, Michael Keaton one. Oh, nice! Uh, And what a fun dang movie. Uh, The the visuals are so great. Sand snakes. uh, The like her Catherine O'Hara's art. uh, Her just like the art deco of it all. Mm -hmm. Every every strange character that they meet. Um, But something I was really struck by is why is the audio so quiet during the Deo song? I like, in uh, my memory, is it? it's so quiet. <laughs> like, it's, I I was like, can't they just crank this up a bit? Oh my God. So, um, yeah, that was my quibble. Um, and also, Catherine O'Hara is, uh, so kooky and funny genius. This is mm-hmm. early Moira Rose in Spove. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like I just want to be, a Rider for Halloween. There's like a, a red wedding dress moment that's so mm-hmm. incredible.
0: Uh, you could pull it off too. I agree. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Sonia, what have you been watching?
1: Well, as I mentioned, I went to the IMAX this weekend and I saw a little film called Tenet by mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan starring uh, John David Washington and uh, Robert Pattinson. Who both put in, I would say, really good performances. Um, especially John David Washington. I think he just like he oh he brings a lot of nuance and a lot of shades to a performance that I really appreciate. It's a lot of subtlety. Mm-hmm. I think um, a lot of really good face moments from him. Um, I actually really enjoyed Tenet. I wasn't sure how it would feel, you know? I, like, I'm not the biggest action movie person. Um, I sometimes find Chris Nolan a little, mm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's the word that I can say that it's not the word that I want to say? I want to say wanky is what I was going to say, but, um, mm-hmm. and just, like, you know, you go to a Chris Nolan movie, you're like, okay, I'm going to see two women, and, like, they will be very, you know, unidimensional, um. But I thought it was really interesting, and, yeah, I just I, it was like just kind of a wild ride from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I had the same thing as you, Jer, where um I it's just like there's so much happening and it's quite loud. And especially in the iMAX, it's so loud that my heart was fully racing for like probably the yeah. first fifteen to twenty minutes,
0: yeah. I well, as I said, uh, I think Sonia and I were texting about it. I really want to watch it again, but mm-hmm. at home,
1: yeah. Because
0: the I I don't know if the, like, the IMAX sound was, was like, it was too much and I couldn't hear exactly what I was meant to, or if that's... Because it's it's meant to be very confusing, and it succeeds in that, there's no question. But uh, I don't know if that's part of it or not. I could see it either way, honestly. Um,
1: I kind of think so, because I think you're right that it is intentionally confusing, and it almost forces you to sort of, like let go of that desire to understand what's happening and just sort of go with it, which I really appreciated. But I think, yeah, mm-hmm. the sound was complicated.
0: Yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's a leap of faith because if you just like, and it's, it's, it's not even about like loopholes or plot, you know, it's just like, why are we here again? Yeah. Like, what, what was the point of this? Oh, this is so he could get the guy to do the thing for this thing for this. But like, he doesn't even know.
1: Yeah. Yeah exactly you
0: know like like the main character doesn't even he's just sort of following this thread anyway so yeah from an i would uh, say
1: from a narrative standpoint in that way it's really interesting to me and like yeah. the characters are kind of underdeveloped but i think that's also intentional um yeah i'm still thinking about it a lot and mm-hmm. i saw it like five days ago so
0: yeah no I, I had the exact same exact same feeling um uh have either of you guys watched the boys have you watched this on uh, prime video no I watched
1: one episode
0: <laughs> oh, did you not like it, Sonia? Um,
1: I just didn't get into it, but I think I would okay. like it uh,
0: so it's in its second season. It's releasing week by week right now. I think there's four four of eight four of ten episodes out um I've been keeping up with it uh it's very refreshing to see a superhero thing that's about um not marvel superheroes yeah but but uh um, it's written by Garth Ennis, who's sort of notorious for these really dark places to go. And uh, the show is following him there, and it's getting uncomfortable. Uh-oh. So, yeah, it's worse than the first episode, easily. Uh, but it's weird and interesting, and it's quite entertaining. So, uh, if you're into that, check it out. Anyway, you guys, that's all the time we have. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, "Manatuna" My co-hosts, so- Sonya and Sean. I keep blending your names together at that Shania. point. You can just why. call us Sonya. I'll make that edit. Everyone at CJTR and to our listeners, Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6pm and rebroadcast Thursdays at noon. It's available as a podcast on CJTR's website and we're on Twitter at at Spoiler Alert YQR and Instagram at Spoiler Alert CJTR. My Electric is coming up next. See you guys next week. Bye! Bye.